ain't doing shit. <laughs> Did your food arrive? Yeah, I was eating it when uh, I texted you, so I didn't want to be eating on the while I was recording. Okay, well, if you if you get hungry, you can eat. We'll figure it out. Um, right. Oh no, I'm done. You're done. <laughs> You're good. Well, yeah, yeah, what do yeah, you get? Um, I just ordered a salad and some soup, so nothing too okay. crazy. No, that is the opposite of crazy. That's the most. <laughs> Um, I wasn't sure if, like, in Turkey, if you can still order. This is so dumb, but I was like, in Turkey, can you still order, like, Chinese food or Mexican food, or is it only Turkish food? No, no, no. They have that. Well, their Mexican food is a little... Garbage or, or it's different? Mexican with, like, a Turkish style. It's Oh, it's, like, only Turkish ingredients, basically? N- no. Oh, okay. I mean, the Chinese food is Chinese food. Like, they have P.F. Chang's out here, but they got clothes. They got sushi. They okay. got normal shit, but the Mexican food is just a little different. Yeah. Like, they kind of got the gist of it, but then they do some weird shit. I'm imagining, so, like, yeah. a taco, but in pita bread. Okay, no, they have, like, so they'll have, you know, a taco. They can have, you know, chicken or beef or vegetables. That's what they, <laughs> for the vegetarians. Um, but, like, they don't really have sour cream. The salsa oh. is more like hot sauce. Got the it. sides, the sides are like weird. They're not. They're like Turkish sides, not Mexican sides. You know, I don't it's think. Just, yeah. I don't think that Mexican. This, this might be. This is based off nothing, but I think I'm right. I don't think that Mexicans <laughs> knew about sour cream before Europeans brought it to them. I think like Polish people and Russian people invented sour cream. And then Mexicans were like, oh, this would go really well with our shit. I think, I mean, they had guac and stuff before and salsa, but I don't know. I should research that before I just say it. Um, should we? Yeah. <laughs> once... <laughs> yeah, we can just play the intro and dive right in because I already, we got till 4.30 or something or whatever the 30 is. What time is it right now? My time? I don't even know. For... I don't even know. I mean, what... my time, it's 11. So your time, it is 3 something. Okay. So we got till 3.30. <laughs> so we should dive right in. Cool. I'll I'll let them play the intro music, then we'll start. Okay. The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hang Time, a pro basketball podcast. Hey, welcome to the Hang Time Podcast. That was uh, our old intro music. You know what? This has been this has been hectic for me today. I don't know about you, Kia, so we'll just we'll roll with it. Um how are you doing, Kia? tomorrow to go to serbia so that's where the official competition is nice that i'm playing in so uh, yeah i think we can introduce we can maybe move towards doing the introductions more casually i feel like everybody knows us and i'm like going through but if if anybody doesn't know kia stokes plays uh basketball internationally as well as for the new york liberty and thank you And I'm a comedian in New York. Cool. Let's dive right. So the one thing I really want to talk about today is the NBA. We're recording this on Thursday, and the NBA draft is happening today. And you are the only person that I'm friends with that has been drafted into a major sports league. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask you. I want to ask you some of the questions about uh, being drafted that people don't ask people, mainly because I think they're. They might be impolite questions, but you've we've, oh, we got a rapport, <laughs> so it'll be fun. Nothing too crazy. I don't know. I'm trying to think what's the 
um, what's the but first of all, I want to know. Uh, so, how does it work when you know uh, when the WNBA has their draft? How do do they invite everybody who could potentially be drafted? Is it like the NBA where they draft? Or they invite like twelve people. How does that stuff work? So for us, um, after our season finished, because you know the like college season going to WNBA season, you get like a couple weeks um, before like the draft and then, you know, a week or two later until training camp starts. So after we finished the tournament, um, I was in the process of picking an agent, which isn't really necessary for um, WBA stuff because there's like not much room to negotiate. Everything is written in our CBA. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was trying to pick an agent and then I got a call that said like, hey, Kia, you know, congrats on a great season. We want to invite you to the draft the WBA draft and I was like oh shit like, I'm going to the draft because I was hyped you did know, you like dance teammates. in your living room was it like that uh, I did I did not oh, but God. um I was I was super <laughs> excited because obviously my college career for those that know it wasn't like the most spectacular you know I was never the star player I was you born, won you know, three national player role player I mean you won three I mean, national yes, championships three. and anchored a defense and weren't you like top five in college basketball and blocks and like way up there in rebounds too something crazy I don't quite remember but I'm just saying like on the star as as far as UConn goes I was never you know the star like sure you, know you didn't they, put like, up my, once my in the yeah yeah, so, like, my team was Kalina. She was project- projected to go the number one pick, and I was, like, the mock drafts had me, like, late first round, early second round, so you may or may not get invited. So I was like, eh, if I go, that would be awesome. If I don't go to the draft, you know, hopefully I'll just get picked up, can make a roster, blah, blah, blah. So then um, Amanda Zowie B, who's also in New York right now, and then Jewel Lloyd, who was at Notre Dame, they decided to end the draft early. So I was like, oh, shit, like, these two going in, now they're supposed to go one and two, and then they're going to push a whole draft back, so I'm not even going to get invited, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So when I got the call, I was I'm like, yes, let's go. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, I got to get a dress. I got to figure out what I'm going to do, and blah, 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 blah. So I was, like, super excited but super nervous. And, you know, I called my dad and my mom, and I was like, yeah, I just got invited to the draft. Like, I don't know what I'm going to wear, but it's this day, this day, this day. And so, you know, they said, all right, we're going to come. And so, yeah, that's when I found out that I was going to go to the draft. So in the NBA, it gets a little competitive with the outfits. I'm sure WNBA <laughs> must be even more so. Were you looking? Do you remember who was the best dressed from your year? And you don't have to say, but do you remember looking at somebody and being like, come on, man, this is televised? <laughs> um, There was a few people where I was like, okay, like, <laughs> come on. But, I mean, Okay, not to toot my own horn, but obviously I think I look the best. Like, you were great. You were you were stunning. Yeah, thank you. Like, okay, I'm not ugly. I'm not saying like <laughs> the baddest bitch out here, but I know I'm not ugly. Like, I look cute when I'm get dressed up. This is the um, same as when you were going into your <laughs> Connecticut career. Like, it wasn't spectacular. Three national championships, one of the leaders in blocks and rebounds. Okay, but yeah, sure, Kia, you you can okay. you can flex a little bit. <laughs> So I thought I looked really good. It was just, like, simple, but, you know, I like it. Um, Rashonda Gray, she was drafted to Minnesota, I think, at the time, but now she's actually on the Liberty roster. I thought yeah. she was dressed pretty well, too. And honestly, right now in my mind, that's the only two that stick out because uh, LaChina Robinson, I don't know if you know who she is, but she's a sportscaster, does a bunch of oh, yeah, yeah. stuff. She said that us two were the best dressed, so obviously oh, that's what I'm going to go with. Nice. Um, but no, it wasn't as much of a competition as the guys was. Because yeah. theirs is a little... 
Why do you think that they got is? A lot going on. And you're and for um, the record, you're not allowed to say uh, if Jewel Lloyd was dressed well because she's Notre Dame and there's a rivalry there. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody looked terrible. There was just somewhere I was like, oh, okay, yeah. we just oh. Um, but I think one thing is the guys have more time. I mean, they finished their college career in March and their draft is in June. You know, like we had like a week or two weeks. Well, for us, that went to another tournament. So it's just, I don't know. I feel like it was just a lot more compact, like not as much time. Everything is just pushed forward because people are dealing with graduation and then the draft and you just don't have as much time, I think, to get everything together. And, you know, we're not, if you're projected lottery pick, you know, for the WBA, that's top four, but you're not getting millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. You're getting, I think, like 60,000, maybe 50, if you're like one of the top four picks. So it's not like we can go out and splurge on a nice new suit and spend (laughs) 2,000 on some shoes and something else. Like, we don't have that kind of money. So it's just, it's just different. Well, I think the NBA players, they don't have that kind of money either, but a lot of them know people who will lend them money (laughs) at crazy rates. Like, I'll give you 100000 and in a week, you give me 200000 They're like, great deal. <laughs> of course. And they have stylists. Like, they get a lot of a lot of things. And, you know, I think their draft is – their whole pre-draft process, I think, is like a week or something. Ours mm-hmm. was like two days. So they just have a lot more – I mean, it's different. You know, they're – how many kids? They're about to be making millions and millions of dollars. So, of course, they need to be prepared. They have all this stuff that's given to them. They got a lot of people that are going to help teach them. And we're kind of, you know, get the day and a half rundown of the do's and don'ts and try to look good for the draft. And What'd they yeah. tell you not to do? What were the don'ts? <laughs> the don'ts? Um, don't be a dick in the media. Um, <laughs> don't, I mean, some of the stuff has changed, but they're just like, don't like always try to be presentable so you know like with their tattoos and stuff like don't have anything you'll regret yeah there's no dennis rodman in the WNBA. there's not really any i guess there's not really any in the nba right now the closest things like a jr smith type or something birdman for a while when he was in there that is true um they're just saying like be respectful and you know basketball they said the average career for the WNBA player is three and a half years so hearing that was kind of crazy because you're like oh damn like you got to be the best of the best to make it more than four years that's crazy Mm -hmm. so you can make it maybe one or two years but then like then what like you gonna play overseas or get a real job so it was kind of like an eye-opener because you always hear of the like eight or nine or ten year vet that's still in the league but you don't hear about the oh they were in the league like one or two years and then they kind of went out or they were in for you know five years and then they kind of went out so it was kind of an eye-opener because you're like oh shit if this doesn't work or if I don't make the team you know I don't have millions to fall back on I gotta you know figure out what to do so it was kind of like scary but I was like oh shit you know what let me just try to make it and go from there (laughs) let's do it let's go to the dress or go to the 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 draft and make sure I got the best dress and then move forward from there Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's the that was the plan. So uh, so far, it works pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, how many people did they let you invite? How's that work? Um, you each draftee had a table, and I think at each table there was you plus four people. Was it different if you were a top two or three pick? 
Mm-mm, you still have the same out. Because, well, ours was at Mohegan. Um, so there was 12 draftees that got invited. And then you just had, like, a round circle table. But they were all facing the stage. So they had you couldn't – somebody couldn't sit with their back to the stage. So you only got, like, half the table. So you only had five chairs. Um, and then it didn't matter um, – like whether you projected to go one or twelve or in the second round, like you only have five people. Well, four, and then you. And who did who did you invite? So I had my mom, my dad, my brother, and then my ex, and then me. Okay. So. All right. Well, this is the f- so they don't tell you you can invite any four people you want, right? Yeah, you can have any like in past um, draft classes. Like Gina was there, or other coaches, or. AU coaches, yeah, it doesn't matter. It can be whoever you want. All right, well, this is the first inappropriate question I want to ask you. Um, <laughs> how how long does an athlete have to date somebody before they're allowed at that table? Um, I would say um, someone that you're serious with and that you can potentially see, like, in the future. I don't think... I mean, how many months really is that could, though? I mean, for each person is different. Like, how do you know you want to get married? Some people get married after two months. Some people get married after ten years. Okay, you know? I'll, I'll phrase just... I'll phrase this better. <laughs> how short term of a relationship could, uh, let's say, one of your friends uh, bring somebody to the table where you would judge them? How at what point are you like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, if it was like, uh, I would say like nine months or sooner i'm be like yo you tripping you don't even know this man <laughs> okay nine months or sooner i thought six months was gonna be the line in the sand but nine months that's uh, that's like a pretty serious thing yeah i mean i was gonna say six but people be the the relationships nowadays is like all right we're gonna talk you know put down quotes we're gonna talk for like four or five months and then we're gonna like be together we're not gonna that. say so the word like, exclusive till it's somebody's birthday <laughs> Yeah, so I'm saying like nine months total. Okay. Because you know the first four or five, who knows what y'all doing? But sure. then once it's official, you know you still get the other four or five. Okay, so a few like four months official plus the buffer of ahead of time, not a yeah. Thing. Okay. Uh, what? How would you react? And also, do you think this would be allowed to happen? I've been thinking about this all day. Let's say that Lou Williams is a rookie. He comes into the league. Is he allowed to invite both girlfriends to his table? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't care and they don't care, I say go for it. Yeah. It will be one memorable draft night. I know that. Yeah, like what are they going to cut away when he kisses both girlfriends on the way to the podium? Um, it's possible. You want to know it's actually it's not funny. It's kind of messed up. Oh, actually. I want this so I want to know. <laughs> it's um, so when I got drafted, you know, I was type. I did the like, oh my gosh thing, hug my dad, hug my mom, hug my boyfriend at the time, and then dapped up my brother. But they only got my dad, my brother, and my ex. They didn't even get my mom in there. <laughs> so anytime I go on YouTube and like look up my draft video, she's not on there. And I was like, dang, I bet she feels really sad about that. That's messed it up. Was like all a, it was all in order. I'm like, how do you miss that? Because like, I'd rather have her on it now than my ex because sure it's an ex like i don't want that documented you know what so, you should do like you that. should you should take the video off youtube and then just make a video of you hugging your mom in your living room and then splice that in <laughs> and <then> you, <laughs> you have the video then 
Yeah, maybe I'll try that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of things that have never been done in regards to the draft table. Uh, one thing I saw over the weekend, actually, is that Dwayne Wade's son uh, participated in Miami's Pride Parade, and it was unclear if he participated as an ally or if he if or if it was a coming out for him. But I'm eventually there's going to be a situation where a uh, where a gay guy gets drafted into the NBA, and that'll happen. But that's happened in the WNBA a bunch of times, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, people I mean, have their girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, that's not a. Has it ever thing. happened though, where both? Uh, both women are potentially getting drafted or what happens if um, only one is invited like one's like a second round pick one's a one's an early first round pick. has that ever happened um uh, not that i can think of i think it's really hard to find someone like two people that are dating in the same class who are still like who are at the top you know so okay so i don't Here's an interesting question. Here's a question that I that I I'm very interested in how you would answer. Let's say hypothetically that you're uh, you're going to get drafted, but late in the draft, and you are invited to the table of someone you're dating who's being drafted earlier in the draft. Do you go or do you go like fuck that shit? If you're not drafting me, I'm not showing up. No, I would still go to that table. You'd but like, supportive. if I had my own family there, yeah, if I had my own family because I was potentially going to get drafted, then I would just go to a separate, separate tables. Table. And then jog, yeah. you guys so would a- jog over when you had to congratulate each other and stuff. Nah, I'll see you after. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, another thing that has never happened that I would like to see happen. This is a weird one. Um, Nobody's ever had a way older significant other. <laughs> I was watching some of the NBA draft stuff, and I just think it'd be awesome if one of these like 19-year-old basketball players got drafted and they just make out with their 38-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> Ugh, you think that's disgusting. gross? You think that's gross? Yeah. That's so judgmental. I don't want them to make out with a 19-year-old next to them. Like... I'm okay. So you can give them a nice little peck or whatever, but no. But how great? How great would? (laughs) No, no. You got to support me. How great would it be if Cam Reddish gets drafted, and next to him his girlfriend looks like Jennifer Aniston, and he just—that's who he's with at his table. You're like, is that his agent? No, it's his girlfriend. Good for him. You know, love is love. Love who you want. Yeah. We just don't make out with nobody. That's where. That's where I draw the line. Well, that is an interesting thing. Some NBA players make out, and then some do the hug. Like uh, Mario Hazonia, I think, like really, he was one of the ones who really made out with his his girlfriend. Do you judge? Uh, do you judge guys who do that? I mean, I just think there's a time and place, yeah. and I know you can be happy for your significant other that they're there to support you, but like making out is different than just like a nice little kiss. Like, okay, thank you, love you, like. Go up there, like that's different. You don't need to do all that. Like you got all night to go make out in your room. You don't need to do it in front of all these people. Well, I would judge somebody if they were like, after I got drafted, me and my girlfriend went up to my hotel room, and we made out for six hours, and that's it. I'd be like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you can do a little more than just make out. Okay. Well, I'm glad they have your. Well, okay. Let me say this though. Uh, do you give them a pass if it's like a really, really good looking couple? If like nope. No, nope. they still same rules nope. as everyone else. Okay. 
Okay, interesting. Um, so after you get drafted, what's how did uh, how did you first get contacted by the Liberty? Did they call you up or did they have somebody at the draft? How's that work? Um, so before the draft, you know, in the hotel the night before, coaches could call you um, if they wanted to talk to you. So I got talked to by uh, the D.C. coach and Tulsa at the time. So I had no idea that New York even wanted me. So when my name got called, you know, I was definitely in shock. I went up on stage, you know, took my little pictures. And then once you get off stage, you go in the back and there you uh, call the coach or they're on the line waiting for you. You talk to them, the the rest of the staff um, over the phone. And then you go through a series of media people, interviews on the phone. So that was my first interaction uh, was after I got picked. It was the first time I actually talked to Lambeer. So which that was a crazy how that like world went actually. Yeah, how- it was just like I didn't believe it at the time. Everyone was like, You ready? You know, your coach is a bad boy, you ready to <laughs> deal with that? And I was like, man, I ain't I ain't, I ain't scared of him. Like, <laughs> whatever, you know, I got that wasn't, the first round. Like yeah. That wasn't that convincing though. <laughs> you you're saying it three years later and you're you're like, Psh, I'm not I'm not scared of who what's his name again? <laughs> Yeah, like, at the time, I think I was just so, like, nervous and relieved. Like, the worst part is if you go to the draft, you know, you're projected to be a first-round pick, but then you don't get picked up to, like, the end of the second round or the third round. You're just sitting there. Like, everyone else is gone, and you're just sitting there waiting. So I was getting nervous because I didn't know when I was going to get picked. And then when I got picked, I was just like, oh, yes, first round, I made it. Like, I'm not going to be sitting there forever. (laughs) And then I was just, like, excited. I really just asked him, like, why? Like, how? Um, I was just like, this is a surprise to me. I had no idea. You said why, and they were like, you won three national championships and were one of the (laughs) – they basically said the same thing I said. Yeah. um, What did they say? Yeah. Um, Herb Williams, he was the assistant. He was just saying, like, yeah, you know, we're lucky that we're excited to have you. He was like, your size, your athleticism, your strength, like, all that can translate to the league. He was like, so what, you didn't get the minutes you, you know, should have got, or you didn't do this in college. Like, it's a whole different game. And people who are stars in college, they don't necessarily, they aren't necessarily stars in the league. He was like, we just see the potential. We see that athleticism. We see, you know, what you can do defensively. That's automatically going to put you on a team. He's like, we're just happy to have you. And Bill was just like, yeah, you know, just get ready to run at training camp. You know, come <laughs> ready and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, shit, now I'm going to die. Like, I got to get back in shape. Knowing we just finished season like a week before. Like, I'm not out of shape. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like, I got to get back in shape. I got to get in the gym. We're going to be running all training camp. First day at camp, I was like, man, this ain't even nothing. Because you go from colleges, them three and a half hour practices, running all the time to you know, yeah, they were tough, but it was, you know, two hours max, and I was like, oh, okay. I was expecting way worse than it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Was there more of a film component when you first came into, or how did, how was the time commit? Like, what was the average day when you first got on the Liberty? Um, Well, like, the first three or four days of training camp, there was um, two a day, so that was, those were long days, and those were pretty tough. I mean, not tougher than what you go through in college, but mm-hmm. it was tough. And then once we started games, we would have um, – they would send us personnel clips of, like, posts and guards, and then they would also send us, um, like, their plays. So we'd have two different sets of uh, clips to watch. And then 
the day before the game, we would watch film maybe like 20 minutes before practice. And then the day, the day of the game, we would watch film before shoot around um, another, you know, 20 minutes. And then, you know, you can watch the clips on your phone as often as you want until the game. And okay. then after the game, well, like the next practice, we would watch film of the game or so we have to work on. I had one more question about um, the draft media circus and then we can go to training camp stuff. But uh, so when they you talked about how after you get drafted, you have to do 11 media interviews or whatever. And um, do, were they asking, was it the same question being asked over and over again? Or were how what, how was that experience? Um, well, the, the biggest question I got was, like, do you know who your coach is slash was <laughs> or how he played? And I was like, well, yeah, kind of. I mean... I didn't know the full extent of, like, how he was until I watched a little 30 for 30, and I was like, oh, shit, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> um, and then and then the next biggest question was, what do you think it's going to be like playing for him versus Gino? Because obviously we know Gino is, like, tough and, you know, demands perfection, and he's an asshole, but he also, like, he's great, mm -hmm. but he's hard. And, you know, Bill and Be Bill and Beer had this whole, like, he a no nonsense like type of player. So everyone was like, "See, what are you ready for? What's it gonna be like? You know, are you sure you're ready for this?" And were I'm they like, trying to make? I don't know. But they were trying to make. They were trying to scare you. That's like it's kind of cruel. I mean, they weren't trying to scare me. It was just more like, do you think he's gonna be the same type of hard, like hard headed and you As know, in coach? your face guy? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's such a like, bad question. Like the sound bite that they're gonna get from that is just you going. Well, I've never met him before, just <laughs> right? over and over. I would be like, so what are you excited about in terms of this team that you get to contribute or about New York City or the transition I mean, from being oh, a student athlete? Yeah, what did they ask you I about New York? The, yeah, they were like, what are, you, are you excited to go to New York? Oh, they asked me about Tina a lot, too. Oh. Are you excited to go play with a former Husky? They're like, Have you played with her before? I was like, no, she's older than me by <laughs> six years, so I didn't play with her, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, use Wikipedia. The, All of it's on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but definitely the the question I got most was like Gino versus Bill. What do you think it's gonna be? Yeah, and then like you excited for New York? So I got a pretty good answer in those. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to training camp. Um, do they give you a mentor on the team or anybody like that? Uh, no, not really. But Tina um kind of took me under her wing. Uh, just because, like, she was a post player. Mm -hmm. At the time, we didn't really have, like, uh, like the, I don't know, a four, the, like, the other post player to start. Like, it was just Tina, and then we had, um, like, one girl who was on the team, before, like, the previous year, but, you know, she didn't really play. Another mm -hmm. girl who was a rookie the year before, but, you know, she was just kind of, like, whatever. Um so there was like the spot was up for grabs. Mm -hmm. So Tina kind of like because we had the UConn connection and because she knew that I guess she knew at the time I didn't know that I was gonna at least stick around for a little bit. So she kind of like took me under her wing, tried to you know help me work on one on one stuff, just be in the gym with me. Um, so she kind of was my role model slash mentor. Okay, but they didn't really like assign you one. Do you uh, do you, have you heard any horror stories of? people rookies going into situations and there's like a vet who doesn't want the rookie to succeed because of you know it might affect their standing with the team or anything like that 
Um, I haven't heard like any personal stories. Um, I just you know you hear like oh there's some vets that don't want the rookies on their team, but they never like tell you who that was. Mm-hmm. But from my experiences, I've never um heard anything or seen anything. Um, usually, well I've only been with New York, but all the vets we have like embrace the rookies. They want the best for them. Um, cause at the end of the day, like everyone wants a ring. Mm-hmm. So whether like, let's say we have a vet that's playing 30 minutes and a vet that's playing two minutes. Of course, the one that's playing two minutes wants to play more, but if we're winning and we're doing well, like usually they don't care, but then, and then you have some players that do care. <laughs> and when you have those players and you have a negative atmosphere, you know, people tend to trade those players. So it all works itself out eventually. Okay. Um, now, in terms of uh, the off-the-court stuff, is there anybody on the team that helps you with the off-the-court stuff, like choosing an apartment and anything like that? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the GM slash director of basketball ops, they do all that. So, like, in our CBA, they give us housing. So we don't have to worry about it. They give us a car or a rental car that we have to share. So we don't have to worry about that. Like, all the off-the-court stuff, they'll – if you have a car and you want to ship it or drive it, they'll reimburse you for gas or to ship it. Like, it's super easy. You really don't have to pay for anything. Okay. Like, my only bill I had was, like, my phone bill and, like, food I wanted and clothes I wanted. But So it's substantial like amount, you, but... <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, they'll give you a housing car. They pay for all your travel. Um, they get, like, if you have a sponsorship, you get shoes. Otherwise, the team gives you, like, the league sponsors. Like, this year, it's Nike. Like, they'll give you Nike shoes. Or it was Adidas. They'll give you Adidas shoes. Like, you really don't. They give you all the gear. Like, you don't have to pay for anything. Do they um, – I know that they sit NBA players down, and they go, here are the number one – the ways that NBA players go broke. And they go, having a eight-person posse that you pay for everything for – having four <laughs> kids in five zip codes, like that kind of stuff. Do they do that stuff for you guys? Yeah, they do. Um, they We had like a, you know, a little two-day uh, core pre-course or whatever before the draft. Um, they told us uh, just to like manage your money. They advised getting a financial advisor or talking to someone. They said, start your 401k right away. Um they try to just like put it in your mind, like be smart about your money. Cause then they brought up the three year thing. Yeah. Like, like in three years, you might not have this. And then also, so there's only 12 people at the draft. So for those that get drafted to make the team that weren't at the draft, we also have a rookie orientation where someone comes in from the league and all the rookies or people new to the league have to go into this, like a, have a whole meeting. It's so boring. Oh my God. <laughs> Because it basically tells you, it tells the same thing that they said at the draft, but for those that weren't. But even if you were at the draft, you still had to go to this one. Were people so asleep like, and stuff? Uh, damn near. But, I know at the like, NBA oh, once, they'll be like, <laughs> Paul George was asleep at his, does this mean he's not going to try hard as a basketball player? And it's like, <laughs> no, maybe he just doesn't like PowerPoint presentations. I bet he'll be yeah, good at basketball. Yeah, like it's so boring. Like the information is good, don't get me wrong, but it was just, Especially already hearing it, it was mm-hmm. like, okay. okay. But um, but also, like, they went to each team. There's only 12 teams. And on the team, you maybe have, like, at most three new people, maybe four. So if you're sleeping, they're going to see you. You can't hide. It's not a big lecture hall. You're in a small classroom. Okay. 
Did they bring in a vet? Because I know at the NBA one a few years ago, they brought in Charles Barkley. And, of course, he uh, he said something that was sound by where he told them that they should have a guy in their crew who's willing to cop to a crime if they ever get accused of a crime. And it became, like, big news. But did you guys have a, a vet? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think WNBA players are, like, getting in gunfights at strip clubs. But because, um, you know. You guys, it would be like pepper spray or something. I don't feel like you guys would be gun. Hello? Hey, Can I you lost you right when I was making the claim that I thought that a WNBA player would be less likely to carry a gun. And if if it was like the not, you know how NBA players every once in a while or athletes sometimes get in like a gunfight at a strip club? You guys would just have like pepper spray or something. So it wouldn't it would escalate to a gunfight. Um, oh my god well first of all um no we had no vets in there unless they wanted to be in there but they didn't have a vet come talk to you guys oh no i mean you just got to know your teammates so it wasn't like that big of a deal okay but we (laughs) we had a we have so many meetings like hr people come in security comes in like we have so many meetings we had a security person come in to talk about like they gave us this little those little police cards. They're like, if you get pulled over, you know, give them this. You'll get a get out of the ticket or whatever. Like that's you only get crazy. One, so don't be reckless. You get oh, one. Yeah, you can't be doing. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's it's like for speeding. Like no, no, no but if I don't. You're going. <laughs> I don't think you understand. <laughs> that is, that is way more of a. Uh, that's just a thing that I can't put in the in the subject for this week's episode because if you guys are getting one of those, then how many do NFL players get? <laughs> because uh. <laughs> like when we hear about an NFL player driving 110 on the highway or something, they probably used up like 16 of those cards. They probably get one per game or something. That's crazy. I've never heard so. of those. Well, it's like, I don't know exactly what it is, but... It's a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's like Monopoly. (laughs) No, because only if you're being somewhat... Okay, let's say it's you're speeding, like, you're going 10, 15 over. Okay, that's different than going 30 or 40 over. It doesn't doesn't say that on the card. On the card, I promise you. I don't know. I bet you that knowing you that you haven't used your card, probably uh, a combination of that you're law-abiding and you don't drive. You don't drive, right? I definitely drive, just not over here. Okay. I just imagine that, well, you probably got your license, yeah, before you went to Yukon, but in New York, yeah, you wouldn't, you would never have to drive in New York, at least. Um, I mean, I do. Not if I'm in the city. I just, I hate yeah. traffic. But we live in White Plains, so True. I would drive everywhere. Oh, okay. But. But you never had to use your I card. Mean, or did you? Uh, no. <laughs> I got pulled over while I was at school, so knock on wood. Okay. Hopefully that stays the same. Because one, okay, when I was speeding and the other time I didn't put my blinker on, I was like, okay, y'all really just want to pull someone over now for not putting the blinker okay. on. You guys are cool. And and then the third time you were driving the wrong way on the highway 50 miles an <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's when I used my card and they said, okay, you know what, you have this, we'll forget about it. Yeah. There's like other cards <laughs> careening into the median and stuff, but no, they gave you a pass. Uh that's crazy. I yeah. didn't know that they gave you guys a, a get out of speeding free card. That's pretty cool. That only if it's like not crazy though. Yeah. Like you can't be drunk and 
get pulled over and use that. Like, it won't work. You can't be going 30 over and use that. Like, yeah. It's got to be somewhat normal, but also you got pulled over. They they saved the drunk driving cards for the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> uh. Okay. Um, anything, any other, because uh, we got to wrap up, any other interesting uh, slash borderline illegal things that occurred at, <laughs> when you when you got drafted? Any other get out of jail? Did they give you like the, uh, the, the phone number of a guy who could put your money in a Swiss bank where it'd be tax free or something like that? Nothing else under the government's radar? Um... um... Nah, not that I know of. Um, <laughs> although I do have some Turkish bank accounts, but uh-huh. uh, well, that's that makes sense. <laughs> but I do pay taxes on them. Well, the Turkish team pays taxes. I don't owe the IRS any money in case they're listening, so okay. don't come for me. I pay my taxes. Don't Thank come you. for me either. I I apparently <laughs> owed the city of Newark two hundred fifty dollars in taxes, but I paid it, so I'm all caught up too. Wow. I didn't know it wasn't like it wasn't like I did anything wrong. <laughs> they were like we did we crunched the numbers and you owe this much. It wasn't like I was wow, trying to crazy. hide. They just taking your money. I know, man. It's I mean, look, uh the city of Newark needs my money more than me, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> we have like sometimes there'll be like potholes that are three feet deep and you go, How is there not a car in this pothole? Like how have people survived it thus far? Or how are they not fixed? Because I'm paying all this money. That's for true. Fixed stuff, and you ain't fixing it. Yeah, you know they should. They should let me spend my money on the. I don't know. That's people. I've heard people say. I that. agree. You you agree with that? I I think that some things will be drastically underfunded, and some things would it would just be silliness. I don't know if it will work. Yeah, politics is a whole other thing. I'm not about to start talking about. But Fair enough. I would like to know where my money goes. That's all I'm saying. You know where you know where my money goes? Uh, my money goes to paying off cops for turning a blind eye to speeding WNBA players. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got that right. Uh, I mean, I don't know if other cities do it, but I just know that we had it in New York. So, yeah, I. You know what? I bet you. Uh, I bet your teammate Brittany, that's one of the fastest players in the league. I bet she's used up her card. Ask her for her card next time you see her, and she's, she'll be like, I lost that shit my rookie year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, we had got one every year. So oh, hopefully. yeah? Do they roll over? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've never had to use it, so. <laughs> okay. I, I still got them in my wallet, I think, though. Okay. I'll try. Wow. If I ever get pulled over, which hopefully I don't, but. Wow, that's crazy that the average WNBA player has three get-out-of-speeding tickets in their wallet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you're a safe driver like I am, you don't need them. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, And it clearly doesn't apply to to serious crimes because... Whenever, yes. <laughs> whenever that is a messed up thing that whenever one of you guys does something, it's in the news. People can't even believe it. Like any time that you know a WNBA player gets accused of any kind of crime, people are like, "Can you believe it?" And it's like they're still twenty two years old or twenty four. You know, it's like a, yeah, we're supposed to know better though. Yeah, they could. I mean, I have a theory that 
uh, they cover up a. You know what's interesting, and we'll close with this, even though it has nothing to do with the the NBA draft or the <laughs> WNBA draft. Remember how we talked on a previous podcast about how Trey Songs uh, had a kid with a adult entertainer. Remember? Yeah, I heard it wasn't her. Yeah, so this is the the crazy thing is that so I was um, I was researching it because I was intrigued and places like. Uh, complex and double xl they were like uh trey songs had a kid with this adult entertainer and then cnn was just like trey songs has a kid mother unknown and it's like hmm. that's very curious because they would be like and the mother normally they should be like the mother is alleged to be this person it made me think i wonder if because trey songs is on atlantic Red records i was like i wonder if atlantic records has the same is owned by the same people that own the news, you know? Because why wouldn't they tell us that thing? I mean, I think you definitely thought way more into that than I ever would even think. But um, <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's part of my job is to follow up on. You know, I, there's no excuse. Yeah, yeah, I got very intrigued by the story, uh, especially the way Eagle was talking about it. And I was like, okay, let's <laughs> let's find out. And also, how often does that happen where a a woman claims to be pregnant by a famous dude and the famous dude acknowledges the kid but not the woman? I don't think I've ever heard of that happening before where, like, Jenny Jones is like, I'm pregnant by this person. And the guy's like, oh, well, I'm having a kid, but I'm not going to say the mother's name. Yeah, that is a little interesting, but maybe she doesn't want to be in the spotlight. Or well, well, the person we were talking—that what's her name, Brittany Jones? I, she was very intent on being in the spotlight. It was clearly Trey Songs yeah. who was like, "I don't want her in the spotlight." But I thought that it wasn't even her. Well, like, then I read somewhere else that he posted a baby, but she was still pregnant. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I had to find out more information, okay. but I, I mean, that's just what I've seen from, like, one or two tweets. You know, Twitter's not the most reliable source, but I do find most of my news on Twitter, so okay. there's, I don't know. <laughs> there's a crazy story in the news right now that's, like, on low-level news, but is not being picked up by a major. I'll tell you after we wrap up, but it's the craziest thing, and uh, I'm wondering, I just feel like there's some people who they must be the the people that represent them must also represent the news because they never get covered negatively or it's rare for them to get covered negatively in the news. I don't know. Maybe they have like a a get out of a get out of being covered by the media <laughs> card or something. I don't know. But if you want to if you want to reach out to Kia and ask her for one of her one of her get out of speeding ticket cards, you can do that on Instagram at kstokes41. You can follow me at Will Posnan, and thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.